my lifelong geek husband Nick tries to explain the lore behind popular stories to me. For those of you who want to support us, you can do so on patreon.com slash in real lore and you can follow us on your favorite podcast or YouTube platform. All right, Nick, what are we learning today? So today we're going to be doing one of the ones that I grew up with personally. Uh, I basically wore out a bunch of VHS watching this when I was a kid, but we're going to do Star Wars. Oh, dear God. So (laughs) I've watched a few. Um, Baby Yoda takes my heart and I have a little Lego figurine in my room. Yes. A little shrine to him. I have three different versions of him. Grogu. Baby Yoda. Grogu. For all of you who who disagree, it is Baby Yoda. His name is literally Grogu. Hashtag Baby Yoda. Grogu. And he has a little chainmail outfit now. Let's agree to disagree. He has a little chainmail Beskar like <laughs> outfit now. Was that in the uh, the Mandalorian? Uh, no, it was in the Book of Boba Fett. <clears throat> All was, right. I tried to watch show you those two episodes because the rest of the Book yeah. of Boba Fett was bad. Yeah, I literally it was very bad. I, I watched the man like I, I watched the Mandalorian for Baby Yoda, and I'm pretty sure most other women did too. Yes, I literally watched the first episode, forced you to watch it, and you were just like, oh, this is so boring yeah. until the last second of yeah. episode one when Grogu appears. All right, all right. My <laughs> husband, focus. What do you have to teach me? No, don't make me focus. <laughs> the whole point is to be completely off topic. I'm listening. <laughs> all right, so today I'm going to be mostly going over a general view of the galaxy that Star Wars is set in, a little bit about where everything is kind of set, as well as some the main concepts that are most persistent within the galaxy of Star Wars, uh, that being the Force, Jedi, and the Sith. The only thing I understand is the Force. And what I understand about it is I have no idea what the hell it is. <laughs> you'll learn today what the Force is. Don't worry. I, all I just remember is my uh, my mom was a big Star Wars fan. I never got into it, um, despite my seven years of dating and now marrying you. Um, but maybe you can teach me a yeah. thing or two. So to start off with, the galaxy itself, um, you'll see this at the beginning of all the mainline story is like mainline movies for Star Wars. Is it is set in a galaxy. Far, far away. A long, In a long galaxy time ago. far, far away. There was this... No, I'm sorry. No. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> so the galaxy itself, even though it's set a long time from us, it at least sets it completely away from any focus point that we have for us. There is no viewpoint that we can kind of acknowledge and say like, oh, this is where Earth is or where this is. It allows us to go completely into a different galaxy. Okay, so there's nothing like, there's whereas no our cyberpunk talk, we were talking a little bit about kind of like the futuristic new world per se, South Africa, my Wakanda forever, yeah. you know, LA, this is completely off the map. It's completely okay. off the map. Nothing is tied um, to our world and to anything else. Is it bad that I'm picturing, dun, dun, I can't like sing the song, but I'm picturing the scrolling word. Yes. <laughs> No, 100%. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I'm picturing right now. You get two notes and they're completely <laughs> off from the actual theme. You sing it. Go. See, I got it. I just needed a... You had two notes. Those two 
two notes were not even correct. I'm sorry. I'm your <laughs> wife. You've married me. Deal with it. So the galaxy, even then, is tens of thousands of years old. So when the main story for Star Wars is set, everything existed for a long time before that. So it's a long time before us and an even longer time before that when everything is set. The before- Wait, wait, you're saying it's in the past? It's in the past and there's a lot of the past to the past of our past. Okay, you lost me. (laughs) Perfectly fine. Um, So when you actually look at a lot of what goes on in Star Wars and the technology, everything is old. Um, everything is worn down or you have a lot of ruins. You have a lot of like things that are in the background that suggest that things aren't just brand new and remade. Unless, of course, they're yeah. slick and clean. I remember that. Like, you know, like you had different iterations of uh, like the robots, right? You have R2-D2, but then you had uh, what was the one before? Scipio? 3CPO. is 3CPO. I love 3CPO. So they're both generally made around the same time, but... But they just feel old. Like, they don't feel... Like, the tech is... Okay. I find it a really weird dichotomy because when in in my very limited Star Wars knowledge and and viewership, um, the tech was cool, um, but it was old. Like, it, it was like... It was cool tech... But an old style. And it just didn't exactly. seem to, like, you know, it was weird. Exactly. And then a lot of where the style comes from is called uh, cassette futurism, which mm-hmm. makes it look very, like, 1980s, big, like, you know, gummy buttons and weird little console things. Um, but it always kept this feel of old. And remember in The Mandalorian, the Razor Crest, his <laughs> ship, just keeps falling apart. Oh, yeah. But it was a good ship. It went to hyperspeed. Yeah, he he can rebuild it. It can do all these things to it without any issue because everything is kind of this reused from old times constantly. Um, And before the main storyline for Star Wars, for those tens of thousands of years of history, the galaxy was actually ruled by the Republic. So it was a general collection of uh, all the planets in the galaxy working together in collaboration. So was the Republic good at one point? Because my envision of Star Wars is the Republic is the bad guys. So the Republic was always good. And I'll get into why it kind of had that mentality for a while mm-hmm. and where it kind of changed. Okay. Because the Republic eventually becomes the Empire. Ah, uh, yes. So the Empire are the bad guys. Yes. Okay, cool. So... The Republic, though, is all ruled from one central uh, planet that is called Coruscant. And Coruscant is a entire city of a planet. And that's all it is. It's a world of stone and steel. There is no nature. There is no trees. It is just an endless city. The horizon is more city. And you just see, like, ships flying everywhere, but no nature. Was there any nature in Star Wars? Because when I'm thinking about it, I'm thinking about these, like, you know, these moon surfaces where you have these little, like, you know, little semicircular huts or these kind of really ultra utilitarian places. I don't think I remember seeing it. Like, grass or a tree. So, the Mandalorian, he went to a village. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Let's move on. And that's also another part of, uh, like, the aesthetic that Star Wars has is you have villages and small towns and everything that you can see that people use droids they use technology but they live more like village people than they do anywhere else um 
lot of Star Wars happens to be set in Tatooine, which is just desert. Yeah. And it's a pretty common thing. To just That's see. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Tatooine is like almost too common of a setting and too common of a planet within Star Wars. So it gets that vibe sometimes. But Tatooine, though, is set in the outer rim. So when you have the galaxy, you have Coruscant kind of in the center core where all the stars are. And you have bands of more core worlds in different like as you go further and further out where power becomes less controlled and centralized because everything comes from Coruscant the further out you get there the grasp the Republic has becomes less and less and less Mm -hmm. and it becomes more you have more criminal cartels and other um, players that come into play um, around this okay because it's hard to um and Tatooine, like I said, is like the back alley, essentially. It's far out there. Yeah. It's the main part of the outer, uh, the outer rim. And for, for some reason, everything happens on Tatooine. Because it's in the rim. It, the outer rim. The absolute outer rim. Yeah. Think about, like, in the Milky Way. Red have Rising. You, have you... It's like Red Rising. Just stop. Plug for Red Rising. Uh, We'll get there soon. Think think about the Milky Way where Earth is. If you've seen our solar system in relation to it, we're pretty far out. Uh We would be basically in the outer rim. Yeah, yeah. Tatooine is a main stay of Star Wars because it's based off of Dune. A lot of concepts were just stolen from Dune, which we'll talk about at some point, too. I'll explain it to you. Um, Don't whisper. I think your audience wants to know that. (laughs) Um, and many different civilizations vied for power, but the Galactic uh, the Re- Galactic Republic was the main one. So you would have different mites and back and forth. Um, but the Galactic Republic m- maintained its power through diplomacy and cooperation more through than military might. So by maintaining trade routes, by maintaining uh, good relations. And there's a specific group that helped maintain that for those 10,000 years. Who was that? I'll get there. <laughs> I will get there. Yeah, uh, you want me to ask you questions. I know. But you won't answer my... I, my... I will, and like I said, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, the other my thing ADHD is, brain is going. <laughs> um, in the world, though, there's also, because it is a galaxy, there's more than just humans. So there is aliens that exist all throughout of various human shapes unfortunately baby yoda baby yoda is one of them so he is of no one knows what his species is um but there's yoda and yaddle uh i have not met yaddle yet it's it's a sad one it's a sad story oh poor yaddle um you have wookies Chewbacca. Oh my god, I love Chewie. The like six, seven tall walking carpet that yeah. just screams. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you have Jawas. Yo, what are the ones that oh no, they're actually people, shit. I'm talking about the ones where the shoulders stormtroopers. Those are people. Yeah, I always thought they weren't. No, they're they were clones, but they were humans, nonetheless. Okay. Um you have Jawas, which are the little ones that are about like <gasps> Aren't three they the thieves? What do you do? Yeah, they yeah. they steal shit. They steal shit mm-hmm. all the time. Okay. Yes, um, you have Ewoks, which are just teddy bears. I think that I walk know, around. I think I, I need it. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. They sound really cute, but I can't put a picture yeah, in my mind. Yeah, they're um, carnivores and they try and eat humans all the time. Nice. But they're little mini teddy bears. Nice. <laughs> um, 
You have the Huts, which are mainly a criminal organization, but they're like giant slugs. Um, they're the most alien alien here. You have Kamina, uh, Kiminoans, which are like your gray alien look. Mm-hmm. You know, the very long gated neck, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then you have the Mon Calamari. I have no idea who the hell that is. Think about the name for a second. What? Mon Calamari. Okay, so they're probably uh, my squid or my... my uh... They're fish people. Yeah. <laughs> it's a trap. Um, so yeah, that gives you an idea of where the, the, the idea of the galaxy is. And you have all these different civilizations, all these different aliens. Uh, and there's a main throughput for all of this. All life in this galaxy is connected by one thing. The Force. The Force, exactly. What the hell is the Force? All I picture is Grogu closing his eyes. Uh, trying to fart. <laughs> so, the Force is a an energy that flows through all living things. Um, it connects everything and it does... Yeah. People that are Force-sensitive, like Baby Yoda, um, have a particular... In all of their cells, or in a good amount of their cells, they have something called midichlorians. Oh, like mitochondria. They're the powerhouse of the cell. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> wait, wait, midichlorians? It's called midichlorians, and it was... I'm going to start telling my patients they have midichlorians. Anyone who actually knows I'm gonna think Star I'm an Wars, absolute idiot. <laughs> anyone that knows Star Wars is probably really is usually generally pretty salty about mini chlorians. Really? Because it's a weird scientific explanation for the force. It is. It's absolute crap. Because what happened is that they the mini chlorians themselves are a parasitic life form that existed at the center of all living things in the core of the galaxy that grew out into all things that are living in the galaxy. So is there a symbiotic relationship now? It is a symbiotic relationship. Or is it a parasite? It could be both. Um, No, no, you (laughs) cannot be both. The definition of a symbiotic relationship it's a symbiotic relationship. absolute opposite definition of what a parasite does to you. Children are parasites. Mm-hmm. Okay, whales and those little fish that are underneath them and clean the little bellies of the whales, that's a symbiotic relationship. I mean, evolutionary biologists may tell me I'm completely wrong, but you get the gist. Yes, it is a symbiotic relationship that they have. It is not a parasite. They do not kill their hosts. They merely enable those that have high midichlorian counts to be more um, attuned to the force itself. Yeah, that's a positive relationship. Yes, yeah. so... The force allows you to do a significant amount of things. So there's four different types of it. There is the living force, which is what connects everything. And being a part of the living force is being able to feel more in tune with your surroundings and all things living around you. It's like earthing, right? Yep. Uh, Earthing into uh, Mother Nature. Yeah. The unifying force is a greater understanding of that living force. You have the cosmic force, which is... uh, able to connect to a gestalt of the galaxy and the universe uh, and so that way you can become one with it Um, often force users that die can become one with the force and they become ghosts so they can didn't that happen to Yoda? yes yeah Yoda, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, Obi-Wan, all these Jedi's, yeah, yeah. they become force cups. Yeah. And then there's the physical force, which enables you to control the physical environment. Yeah. So this is for 
um, telekinesis mm -hmm. and for um, other things like that. Manipulating. Do you need the force to use a lightsaber? No. So then why the hell are only Jedis allowed to use the saber? <laughs> because it's a dangerous weapon, and I'll talk about lightsaber. But if it's a dangerous weapon, I would pick it up and use it. <laughs> I'm serious. Like It's because it... One, a uh, lightsaber is actually built and attuned to the force of the user, and it so makes it easier for the So you do need the force to use a lightsaber. You can use it, but not use it proficiently. <laughs> I feel like this shit is just like, it makes sense. Deal with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this this is part of lore. Trying to, try to explain this lore to your highly logical wife is not working. <laughs> It's one of those things. Sometimes it's just there sh is a reason shut your why eyes and just accept it. <laughs> there is a reason why the majority of Star Wars geeks are skewed heavily towards the male, the male, uh, the male species over female. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of women who'd love it, but like it is heavily skewed towards men. And I think a lot of it is because you guys just enjoy the rule of cool. Well, yeah. You can just accept it. It's called suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but haven't you ever seen me watch these things with you? Absolutely, like, screaming at the TV. Yes, I know. Because <laughs> I'm like, Sometimes you this show. shit isn't real! <laughs> Sometimes you can Get just Get me go, started on medical stuff. Oh, I know. And then I will just rip things to shred. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. So I have a couple quotes specifically around the Force uh, to give you an idea of it from within the world. Uh, all energy from the living Force, from all things that have ever lived feeds into the cosmic force, binding everything and communicating to us through the midichlorians. Yo, I'm picturing midichlorians as like small little cells that are running around with little hands and feet and just like, yay! <laughs> oh, you know yeah. like adipose babies? Oh, the adipose babies! Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of! Oh, man. You're so cute. Yeah. Uh, next one. In darkness, cold. In light, cold. The old sun brings no heat. But there is heat in breath and life. In life, there is the force. In the force, there is life. And the force is eternal. Yeah, that means nothing to me. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. It's poetic. <laughs> um, so the thing is, too, is that it's not just superly um, more force-attuned people that can use the force. You, you watched uh, Rogue One with me. I do? Do you remember the, <laughs> the blind monk? No. Uh, I'm sorry. He, it's a I may not have been awake during that episode. Oh, it's a movie. Shh. Anyway, he's a blind monk who was a protector of a specific temple. And he has this chant. Uh, I'm one with the force and the force is with me. I'm one with the force and the force is with me. And the more he believes in the force, it's able to kind of manipulate some amount of probability enough where he can survive things and be able to feel things with, while being blind and be able to fight better because he is blind. Okay. He's not a Jedi or a Sith particularly, but he has enough attunement to it that he can, with his belief, be able to control things a little. I don't think you told me what a Sith was, by the way. I'm getting there. But wasn't this part of the population of the world? I'm getting there. Okay. I have an entire page on the scene. Look at you referencing your notes. <laughs> so, yes, there are two different main types of Force users. There are the Jedi and there are the Sith. The Jedi are light Force users. They are 
very similar in uh, philosophy to Buddhist monks. They may use a Jedi or may use a lightsaber, um, but their main usage of the Force is to communicate and to have uh, diplomatic relationships and mm-hmm. find common solutions and better solutions that prevent um, pain or any other suffering. So basically the good people. Exactly. And this is actually why the Republic was able to survive and be that um, level of control over the universe without uh, a military force for so long was because of the Jedi. They were the guardians and the uh, the diplomats of the Republic. They would, if there was a, say, a trade negotiation that was going on, they would send a Jedi Master and his apprentice or a Jedi Knight there to soothe things out and find a common solution uh, to keep any war from ever happening, so preventing war in hmm. the first place. Okay. Uh, quote, Being a Jedi is not about power or lightsabers or even skill with the Force. It is about connection, being part of something bigger. I am stronger as part of the Jedi Order than I could ever be alone. I'm not going to lie to you. My definition of being a Jedi is using the Force, having a lightsaber, being cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people see it that way, but... Oh, come on, they best... totally play into that. Of course like if they you lo- If you look at all of... Okay, I'm going to sound like a Star Wars like uh, expert, but I'm not. I've watched like all of two or three shows um, and, and or movies. But, you know, for everything I have seen, literally, like, you know, the Force is cool shit. The force means lightsabers. The force means really cool stuff. It means teleportation. It doesn't mean a collective need to, like, you know, bring people together. I understand the underlying tone of it, but, man, they really went into the, this is what we do for cool. Of course. And especially because that is, and was rule of cool, but the more they expounded on it, because it always had, from the very beginning, a very uh, pacifist style to it. Um the first three movies, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and that, the best options were not violence. The When violence was chosen in those movies is usually when things started to go wrong or the wrong choices were made. Mm-hmm. And that was always their position with it. Um, and they do this by controlling their emotions. The main thing is to control your emotions. Understand that giving into your emotion and your passions is what prevents you from finding those better solutions. You choose violence as if that is the the last uh, recourse, the last option, not the first one. The first one is to find ways to work with um, everything together and to connect everything. Um, and in order to do that, though, the Jedi begin their training at a very, very young age. Okay. This so, really does sound like monks. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking about them at being at the monastery, right? Like, they're just, like, they're 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 trained from such a young little age. To meditate yeah. and focus inwards. Yeah, yeah. That is a very big and core part of it. Um, and the thing is, they start that training very so young is when they will show signs of being Force-sensitive very early. It may be they connect with an animal more and able to, uh, um, like, that animal connects with them very very closely and it might be a dangerous animal that everyone's like why is this baby playing with a giant tiger mm-hmm. but the giant tiger won't hurt the baby and it's because the baby can reach out and connect with 
the giant tiger and control it in some ways mm. because Jedis with their power can manipulate minds of others and lesser minds. Okay. Like me telling you, um, you will not eat this pizza. Yeah, you wish. And you won't eat that pizza. You wish. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure every wife in the world wants the force now. Um, but they also do this so that way they don't have as strong bonds of attachments. Because strong bonds of attachments make it easier to fall into emotions. If your family member, if your mother is uh, captured in war, it will be easy for you to fall to your emotions and just only want to go after them and save them and not think about what is best for the greater good. Hmm. Okay. What's a Sith? Uh, I'm. Just, I'll get there. Get there. I want to know. There's a lot to talk about with Jedi. <laughs> Aren't Siths just bad people and bad Jedis who use negative force? Yes. <laughs> so, um, one more quote, and I'll explain a couple of other things, and then we'll go for that. So, one quote. The Order tends to be what it needs for any particular time. Sometimes we're warriors, fighting the forces of evil. With lightsabers. Sometimes we govern. Sometimes we do the opposite, drawing inward, studying the force and its mysteries. Sometimes we explore. Sometimes we do all of these things. And sometimes we are carved down to almost nothing. Those who are left bear the responsibility of being one last bit of light in a galaxy filled with endless dark. So Jedis are also the bearers of the light and that good, essentially, in the galaxy. Okay. Um, lightsabers. <clears throat> oh, yeah, do tell. So lightsabers are light made uh, a saber made of light it is contained superheated no shit (laughs) like (laughs) um they use a particular crystal called a kyber crystal that is force attuned and so when a jedi when they're young they have reached a specific point in their training they will be sent into a cave that is filled with kyber crystals and it is their goal to find a particular kyber crystal that is attuned with them the color of the lightsaber is completely dependent on the user itself. Interesting. So, I always thought like green meant good, red meant bad. That is the basic one, yeah. yes, but there is other colors. So there are blue lightsabers, huh. yellow lightsabers, and best of all, purple lightsabers. White lightsabers are those that haven't fully decided where their allegiance lie or how they feel with specific things. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone else uses your lightsaber, say you have a green lightsaber because uh, you are more attuned to diplomacy, mm-hmm. uh, a Sith might be able to, if you haven't completely gained control and attuned yourself to your kyber crystal, take your lightsaber and that uh, that crystal will be corrupted and turn red. So can you uncorrupt a corrupted crystal or can you, vice versa, fix a corrupted crystal? It can happen potentially both ways. Hmm. It hasn't been fully explored, but it, there is the potential and it has been set up there before. Um, each Jedi builds their own lightsaber, no matter what. So really? when you find your own crystal, you build it yourself. I did not know that. I always thought well, yeah. you were given them. Nope. You huh. find your own kyber like crystal. Like Harry Potter? You know, the wand? Yeah. Yeah, the wand chooses you. The I wand chooses like, you. Yeah. Not in this case. The kyber crystal chooses you. Yeah. And you're attuned to it, but you build your own lightsaber, and it is a part of the training itself, so that way you feel more connected specifically to the lightsaber. Hmm. Okay. That's why they're all very different styles yeah. as well. Um, yeah. 
at first, the main thing with the history of the Jedi is they were a very small group of religious monks at a place called Jeddah, um, and eventually grew out into the wider universe to then help the Galactic Republic. Um, powers that the Jedi specifically have are inhuman intuition and higher strength and speed, just because of their um, how attuned they are to the Force. They can know if you're going to hit them with a blaster, they're able to move before your shot goes off. So more intuition. Yeah, it's yeah, pure yeah. intuition, and they do have a faster speed, so they're able okay. to dodge light. <laughs> like blaster light. Um, they have telekinesis, being able to move things around with her head or yeah. with her mind, uh, as well as minor mind control. So, okay, okay. Quick question. Yeah. So if a Jedi has a baby, would that baby have the Force? There's a higher likelihood of it, but... Or do you need to cross Jedi with Jedi? What happens if you breed Jedi with non-Jedi? So I'm getting into Mendelian genetics here. You I want to know if it's a recessive or dominant gene. Here's the thing, though, is Jedi typically don't reproduce. What the heck? Because so where do new for, where, where do new Jedi babies come from? From the general population. Remember, this is a galaxy. So yeah, yeah, but like, do they just like are they like is it a mutation then? Because we were talking about what are they called again? Mitochromias. Midichlorian. Mid- midichlorian, right? Like, like does it just like, I mean. Look, I know I'm thinking about it logically again, but like if these babies just show up, <laughs> this is the, the fault of my brain. But if these babies just show up, like the midichlorian have to have been like, it's either a spontaneous mutation or it's passed down genetically. I'm guiding myself towards a spontaneous mutation solely because of the fact that the Jedi themselves do not You could say love. you don't know. Hmm? What? So that's the other thing. Strong emotional bonds are forbidden. It does sound for boring to be a Jedi, I'll be honest. Yeah, they're not allowed because that's the thing is love leads to attachment and attachment leads to <laughs> anger and anger can lead to fear, the fear of loss oh, oh, and not oh, oh. acceptance. I, re- I resonate loss. with anger for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, and the fear of loss can lead to more hatred and hatred is a path to the dark side. Which Sith. we will now talk about. So basically, our let, let me let me see if I can get this. Our okay. Sith Jedi's that have lost their ways and had hatred like brought into their heart. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> but they do control the Force. I know that. They much. control the Force. Yeah, yeah. Um, a Jedi that has fallen to the dark side is not necessarily a Sith, but a Sith is a dark side user. Okay, so just tell me what the Sith is. I think everyone wants to know. <laughs> So, the Sith are an alternative belief system to the Jedi. They are driven solely by their emotions, their passions, and these passions are corrupted by the dark side. So, they are ones that seek power. They seek out connections. They seek to, like, rile themselves up with anger and hatred. So, where do these people come like come from? Because I thought, like, one of the, the defining features of being able to use the Force meant that you were level-headed and that you didn't have emotion, or is that just the defining feature of a Jedi? That is a defining feature of the light side of the Force. Okay, so the because dark side, where does that come from? So the dark side is the same thing as the light side. It exists because the Force exists. How do how do you, like, know, how do you pick up babies that are dark babies, though? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? You don't. Know, that's why they also try and pick them out, because someone that starts training older has those emotional bonds that can lead them into that dark side aspect. So... Basically, at birth, every Force baby has the ability to become good or bad. Potentially, yeah. 
There were originally, uh, there was a Sith race specifically, and it was a religious belief. (laughs) They had a brace of just bad dark users. But the Jedi and the Sith um, waged war against each other over millennia, and eventually the Sith were all but eradicated. Okay, Okay. And there's other parts of that that I'll get to. So I'm out of talk, am I? Go ahead. No, no, what are you going to say? So we know Darth Vader and Luke, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we know about their relationship. I'm pretty sure anyone who's listening to this podcast has known. Like, about... No, there's not a spoil. There's not okay, spoilers. Okay, no spoilers. Sweet. So, like, no, you know, no, you can't spoil it. I can't spoil it? Okay, so he's his father, right? Yes. So, like, did... Okay, first off, I thought they weren't allowed to have babies. <laughs> so that's... You lied to me. So that's why Darth Vader is a Sith. Because that is the... So in the prequel trilogy... Which I did not watch. You did not watch. Anakin is an older child when he is found. Hmm. They think he is the prophesized one who will bring balance to the Force. He falls in love with uh, a senator of the Galactic Empire. And his fear of loss for her... And he starts having visions, because that's another thing Force users can do, is they can see visions of the future. He starts seeing the fact that she will die in childbirth, and he has a secret relationship with her. That attachment that she ha- that he has to her leads him to be corrupted by the dark side and by a Sith Lord, to the point where he destroys all of the Jedi and is fallen to be a complete Sith Lord himself. Deep. Real deep. Yes. And his wife died in childbirth to give birth to twins. What? He's a twin? Yes, Leia. (laughs) Oh, Princess Leia! Yeah. Oh! Okay, remember, I haven't watched most of the Star Wars movies. I know. (laughs) So that's something. Is like a Jedi can fall to the dark side and become a Sith but it is mostly centered around a religion so a couple quotes to give you an idea of it uh, they filled they hope to fill me with fear but fear leads to anger anger leads to hate and hate leads to power um, the next thing is actually a the, the mantra of the Sith from the original like religion of the Sith Peace is a lie. There is only passion. Through passion, I gain strength. Through strength, I gain power. Through power, I gain victory. Through victory, my chains are broken. The force shall free me. So you can see that it's, it is an alternative. It is meant mostly as a allow your emotions to be free and allow yourself to feel everything that you can, but it can lead you down a dark and corrupted path. Okay, okay. Very important question. <clears throat> Are you a Sith or are you a Jedi? I'm a gray Jedi. What? I'm a gray Jedi. What the heck is that? (laughs) It doesn't matter. I'm neither. You're neither. Neither. I have a purple lightsaber. What am I? You're a Sith. Yeah. (laughs) As you were quoting it, I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to be a Sith. So... That's the thing is that the dark side is more about malice, hatred, destruction. But it's like, it's passion. That's it what is. I'm getting from it. And that's why I, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I resonate with the Sith and I hate being bad. But like, it's just, it's, it's not power. I don't know. I'm just, I, the way, the, the quotes that you gave me, it's, it's passion. It's lust. It's like intrigue. It's like, 
Yeah, it just I, I resonate these, with it. But all of these things can leave lead to evil acts without it being Red intentional. Red stay buff. <laughs> boom boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why the only reason why a Jedi can potentially fall to the dark side and not be a Sith is because that there is a specific rule to the Sith themselves called the Rule of Two. Um, I'll give a quote that it goes around this. But there was a Sith Sith Lord who survived the culling, the culling of the Sith religion itself. The great Darth Bane. It was he who reshaped the Sith, creating a new hierarchy to ensure the survival of our order. His rule of two dictated that only two Sith Lords could exist at any one time. A master who possesses unlimited power of the dark side and an apprentice to covet it. So... What happens is you will have a Sith master and you will have an apprentice. The apprentice wants to become the master, but may not be as strong as this Sith master. And there is a constant contention between them with the master waiting for the single moment that he needs to to kill his apprentice before he is killed himself. The apprentice waiting for the moment he is strong enough uh, or stronger than his master to kill him and take over his place. So there are two Sith, or is it just two powerful Sith? Two Sith Sith Lords, particularly. There can be lesser Sith, but Sith Lords in particular, there can only be ever two. So it's because of this uh, unstable, chaotic nature of it. It is a constant want of power. It is a constant want of destruction that if there is more, they will inevitably destroy themselves. Hmm, okay. So having a particular hierarchy to it maintains this tension of power and understanding. It is not trust. I mean, it's quite sad that you sleep in your bed every night thinking that you're either going to kill your apprentice or your apprentice is going to kill you. Yeah. It's a great way to live. It's But that's how the Sith have come to like live, essentially. And even when there were a larger order... Even when you you would have that master apprentice relationship, but there would be hundreds of them, and they might have fights between themselves, between mm. pairs. And if you, as a master, or your apprentice dies, you would seek out a new apprentice, only to be killed by your new apprentice. <laughs> only to potentially be killed. Um, but yeah, because the thing is, is People it doesn't Sith, make any sense. But the Sith all want to be alpha dog. Everyone is seeking power. And if everyone is seeking power and it's a zero-sum game, the only way to win is to kill hmm. and to gain that power. I mean, they sound pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also do have some baller-ass powers. So one, Force Choke is the most... Like, notable one, Darth Vader uses it. Oh, isn't that the one where the hands just go up and... Yeah, and he just starts choking people at a distance. Harder. What? (laughs) I'm going to pretend like I never heard that. Good. The other power that they have is lightning. So they can shoot lightning out of their fingertips. That's pretty cool. Uh, There is one power that is slightly explained, is the ability to affect the midichlorians in someone else's body. Okay, so what are they going to do with that? So, being able to resurrect someone. Yo, that's cool. That is, like, high, high level, but that it is a cool, potential. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> now, when they resurrect them, are they good or bad? Uh, it depends. Well, obviously, corrupted by the dark side, so it may not be good. But this was actually how 
Anakin became Darth Vader was he was corrupted by the temptation of the idea that if he went to the dark side, he would be able to resurrect his wife and keep his wife from dying. Oh, okay. Did it work? Well, no. I don't know. (laughs) He ended up choking her out and he thought he killed her. Oh. Yeah. Because he was completely corrupted by the dark side of power. So that gives you an overview of Force, Sith, the Jedi, and the galaxy itself of Star Wars. This is why it becomes very interesting because you have, on the Jedi side alone, you have stories of uh, working interconnected between different people. Uh, Visions had a lot of these stories in the short stories, as well as you see this a lot through the recent Tales of the Jedi, as it explains the story of some of these characters, as well as how you see a main character, a side character, an antagonist from the prequels, how he fell to the dark side and became, Hmm. he was a Jedi master who then came out as the apprentice to a Sith Lord. Who's that? Darth Sidious. But Count Dooku is the the Jedi Master that fell. And he fell because he saw corruption within the galaxy and noting that the Jedi's way of doing things were flawed. But then he was corrupted by the dark side. Yeah, it's a big world. Like, I I don't know how you feel about the newest, um, because we were talking about it, right? I think, okay, so when I I go back to everything, I, I watched the original trilogy. And then I think the, was it the second or the third trilogy where we were thinking things were dropping off in terms of, like, was it interest or story? Um, You mean in how good it was? Yeah, like, you know, it's kind of coming down, but so, then it's like, you said it's starting to kind of come back up now because there's these, you know, these these actual, what's it called? The, these shows now that have been created. I mean, like, Baby Yoda resurrected that, right? And then things have come, you know, you have the, the Boba Fett series, and I think you have the Tales of the Jedi series now and all that. So you had... When Zora's first came out, it was episode four, five, and six. Yeah, and then I think one, two, three. Then it was one, two, three, God which was the prequel of how Anakin fell. Yeah. One, two, three. One is okay. Two was, eh, and three was really good. There could have been better storytelling yeah. to it, but eh. Yeah. Five or no, seven, eight, nine was the recent sequel. Is called the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched nine, and I refuse to. So basically, they kind of went downhill. It went downhill. They? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The I think they just kind of went too many different. Like, I mean, there's just there's so many different stories, right? And the other thing is that Star Wars was originally an event. You had the movies, mm-hmm. and that, if you wanted more, you went to the lore. You had books, you had games, and everything else that came out around the movie or around the movies that you could play. Like, I played Rogue Squadron on N sixty four a lot. No idea what that I is. loved that series. I had N64, but I wasn't playing that. And then there was the Bounty Hunter show or series, and then there was Knights of the Old Republic, which was set 10,000 years beforehand in the Old Republic. So what do you think about really, their new stuff? So, sequel trilogy it just went to trash. Straight up, it went to trash. Mandalorian was good, um, but they started putting Mandalorian in too much content. Mandalorian was amazing, and because only because it had Baby Yoda in it. Exactly. But... They started pushing too much content, and now quality is kind of middling. But the I'm finding this series, with Marvel too, actually. Like this is not just a Star Wars phenomenon. Yeah, I find that there's a huge like you know there's a push for new content, and I mean you guys can let us know if you feel the same way. Um, but essentially, there's a push for new content, and because of that, the quality is getting diluted. Yes, you don't have enough writer, good yeah. quality writers, or at yeah. least 
warriors that have the ability to work with high quality writers and become good quality writers themselves. So they're just thrown to the chum and you mm-hmm. have the book of Boba Fett, which was bad. Was it? Oh, it was bad. Oh, I thought it was good. It was the Tales of the Jedi is pretty good though. Tales of the Jedi was very, very good. Um, and then there's Star Wars Visions, which is not canon. And that was just they gave anime studios just whatever the hell they wanted to do. Yeah. And they're better. They're better because they're a fresh new take on Star Wars and it's better. Now you're just going to Nick Grant because you've completely lost me. I have. I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure you're losing the audience too. <laughs> uh but Star Wars is getting back. Andor is incredible. Tales of the Jedi is really good as well. Okay. But... Neither of them that I watched. I know. You might like Andor. Potentially. It's really good. The one it's time really I tried well watching a uh, show with you, we watched House of the Dragon Season 1, Episode 1, and I noped right out of the birth scene. Uh, so anyway, I think that's... It for us today. Um, we might pop back into Star Wars to talk about more lore. Unfortunately, a lot of the old, old lore that was before Disney took over got axed entirely, so we can't talk too much about that. Seriously? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Tens of thousands of hours and hundreds of books. Just, nope. Okay. We don't care about it anymore. Um, but we might pop back in to talk about specific series or a specific background or story. Anyway. That's the end of us for today. Um, Sonam, do you want to take us on out? I hope you enjoyed getting to learn a little bit about the Star Wars lore with me. Now, if you want to support us, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platforms. Like, subscribe to us on YouTube. And there is always our Patreon channel, patreon.com slash inreallore. We will be back next week. Peace. Peace.